welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Seen any Legion yet? No, is it any good? Oh, man. You have to watch this. Netflix? You know why you have to watch this? Is it Netflix? Because the guy who created it created the Fargo television show. Oh, really? Noah Crawley. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. That's and right. It is as effed up. If you could take Fargo and twist it even further and set it in like a, a psychiatric hospital and then people going in different dimensions. Oh, that's awesome. Mental dimensions. That's awesome. There's so much good TV, man. And it's an X-Man in this. Who is it? The guy, his name is Legion, and his okay. his character is the son of Charles Xavier. So speaking of X-Men, I don't know if you saw the last uh, Deadpool trailer. Yes. But they are finally in like Xavier's castle. Yes. And Funny. And X-Force is in full swing. Funny. I'm ready for this I'm movie. ready for this. This is going to be amazing. I didn't realize we were going to be Age of, Al- Age of Ultron, Avengers. Yep. Han Solo, Deadpool, right? Almost in the same they're like, quadrant. They're like a couple weeks, weeks apart, apart right? right? Deadpool's got to crush it's gonna it. It's going to be big. Deadpool's got to be big, right? Yeah. It, the, I right hands Han Solo already has sold $150 million in ticket sales. Even though, like, yeah. all the word of mouth is yeah. sort of like, eh. But it's Star Wars, man. It's Star Wars. All right. Well, th- what what we're going to review now is not Star is Wars. Hellboy three, uh, but it is pretty cool. I, I I I liked it. That's a cool creature. That's an awesome creature. So we're talking Shape of Water, The Shape of Water. Yes, by Guillermo del Toro, who I love. I've loved that man since Blade two. Yeah, he was in. I mean, he is a creature meister. Both, both Blades were good, but I think Blade 2 is one of those sequels yeah, that's that was better, better than, than the, the original. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you ha- definitely have those. Like, I I would say, like, Die Hard with a Vengeance is almost as good, if not as good, as the original Die Hard. Yeah. And, of course, Empire Strikes Back. Right. So, let's get into it. What did you think, first of all? So, it's set in, like, the 50s. Right. So th- the whole thing is it's like it's like the best version of a creature from the Black Lagoon no, you'll ever get. No, you know what it is? It's an extended killer episode of the Twilight Zone. I can argue that point. Yeah. It's like one of those just weird right long episodes or the X-Files creature of the week. I could even go there too. Okay. So the movie takes place in the 50s. Yes, which is great. Which is very cool. Um, and the the two, well, I guess the main character, who is mute. Yep. Um, Sally Hawkins, sh- who she's, she, her name is Elsa Esposito. Right. Overnight cleaning shift at a government research facility. Right, which you don't know what it is. Right. But one day they wheel in this asset. Right. An intelligent amphibious humanoid. Yes. That has And it's Doug Jones again, by the way, in the makeup. He did he did Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Yeah. So But think about how much of that is uh, is prosthetics, a good amount. 
It's not a lot of CGI. So the featurette said that the whole head was was practical makeup. Mm -hmm. The eyes were CGI. Makes sense. So what did they? I I didn't. I forget. Did they put in um, uh, like green screen contacts? I don't know. No, you know the whole part of his top of his head here is CGI. Okay, that's this right. This whole area. That's right, because he was wearing a cap. That's right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it was surprising that there wasn't more, um, that he wasn't just walking around in one of those like skin-tight suits with the dots all over them and that the whole thing wasn't CGI. Like Snoke. Right. Like Andy Serkis. Right. Right. But I kind of liked it that way. It was much more believable. The animatronics that they did include for some of the suit with the sort of the fins rippling. Oh, man, those are awesome. was really very cool. Um, and this was not a scary monster. At all. Um, I think he was more afraid of uh, the people who are examining it. Right. Uh, we learn later on that it is actually self... It's sort of like Wolverine. It, it is... Uh, self-healing. Self-healing. Right. Um, Did you just blow the plot? No, not at all. Okay. Um, oh, and it takes place in Baltimore. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon is sort of the... As usual. The, the, brilliant. The villain, but is... Should have really won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in this. He's amazing. Yeah, but who won Best Supporting? Uh, not Gary Oldman, because he won for Best, right. Best Actor, Best Supporting... I'll get back to you. Okay. Well, we'll check after the break. Okay. Because um, he definitely could have won, easily. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, Sam Rockwell. Uh, that's hard. Rockwell was pretty great, too. Yeah. Okay. And my best friend, Michael Stuhlbarg, Stuhlbarg. Is, Stuhlbarg, is there as a devoted scientist. It's, and he's great. Really? He's a scientist? That's what I got. We got to check that. Because I swear he's the like bumbling head of security. <laughs> no. You, okay, that we'll dude, check it that at the dude, break. That dude is in everything. He is a chameleon. You know, you know what? He's the Nick Cage of the 2010s. Right. Oh, he's much better than Nick no, Cage, No, but though. he's in everything. Yeah. He's in everything. It's crazy. Good for him. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Nick Searcy, who um, was in Justified, was in a lot of other things. He's like the army colonel. Love that guy. Yeah. Big time love that guy. Richard Jenkins is in it as her helpful neighbor. Yeah. And he was from... I don't know. He oh, was on TV. Man. He was in some TV show yeah, forever. But he's so good in it. The the cast is amazing in this. Yep. Oct- Octavia Spencer is great. Yes. You know, God. but what's so interesting is I I kept going back to um what was the oh man, the space movie now. I'm totally blanking on it. The 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 three The women. mathematicians? Yes. God, what is the name of that movie now? We really suck at this job, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have never, ever admitted to being anything other than Subpar. a couple of goofballs yeah. talking about movies. We like movies. Right. Um, well, at any rate, we'll figure that one out, you too. You know, go watch the uh, Roger Ebert podcast. Listen to Roger Ebert's podcast or whatever. Yeah. Whoever those people are. Of course, Roger Ebert's dead. Yeah, you can't really listen to the podcast anymore. Gene Siskel, you could. No, is he dead, too? <laughs> Think he's, is he dead? We have to check that too, man. We got a lot of. <laughs> we are in to a do. vacuum are, right now. Let's just move on. We don't get out much. Let's we both live in a basement. So there's a lot of features um, that come with. Well, this. first of all, the 4K in it. I didn't see the 4K. If, of course, but could you imagine how? I mean, this guy is so meticulous with the way he crafts things. 
he it, it's gorgeous it, it, it's it's on par with crimson peak which is another movie he did which so, was freaking awesome so i wanted to ask you one thing do you think that he just really enjoys inserting nudity into his movies because there's a lot of it there's a fair amount of it and not sex and there's too. No, there's sex yeah too. there's sex in it and it's not yeah. really needed. He definitely does. Yeah, I think he's. So just, I'm sure he doesn't get a lot. I, I'm thinking know. he's just like, hey, whatever. Let's get some nudity on right. the set going. Let's, let's let's spice things up a bit. Um, there's definitely. Uh, Did you notice the shades of green? Yeah. All over. I mean, key lime pie, fluorescent lighting, cleaning outfits, lettuce, chalkboard, a polished teal Cadillac, tweed coat, time cards, even a translucent green dessert gelatin. Yep. I mean, everything is aqua green to some shade yep. or degree. Yep. Just brilliant the yep. way he does that. Yep. They they actually show in the featurettes where they built a wall, did a full painting on it, and then deconstructed the painting. Just made it old to the right. point that you couldn't tell it was a painting anymore. Mm-hmm. This guy's nuts the way he puts together films and with his team. Yeah, and it was Fox and, Searchlight, so it's not a lot of money there. No, and they won Academy Award for the best winning the score for the score mm-hmm. too, which is pretty great. Yeah, it was good. Listen to that too. It was good. Yeah, it was good. All right, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I think you know, in general, I really liked it. It was it was fun. It was kind of quirky. Um, it's not uh, it's not meant to be like a a scare you uh, out of your socks kind right. of thing. It's a little bit of a thriller. It's a love story. You know, he somehow managed to intertwine all of these things together. Right. I like the ending. Like the ending a lot. It wasn't tragic. It was great. No, it was good. Um, well, it's it was, a monster movie. It was tragic for some people. But, well. <laughs> um, but there's, there's, uh, there's like Soviet espionage yeah, going on. I it's mean, like right in the middle of the space race. Yep. Yeah, it's so just, that's all good. It's very cool. It's and and the secret government labs. It's just uh, you did know. You, did it, you watch any of the featurettes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, you know, and I was really very happy that there was not a um, optional commentary track. No, that there was not a um, a gag gag reel. reel. <laughs> because wouldn't that have been stupid? Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that. No, no, no. Um, but there was no optional, optional commentary track, and that's okay because sometimes Guillermo's hard to understand mm-hmm. when he talks. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, they did pack it with quite a few extras. So I could have used more. They did like a 13-minute discussion at the Zanuck Theater in Los Angeles where the director sat down with a bunch of his key creative team. That was fantastic. I loved watching that. Um there's a 28-minute overview that talks about the film, and when people aren't gushing about Del Toro, it's actually pretty fascinating. Here's the one thing that I would have liked to have seen would have been, I love the the idea of seeing the behind-the-scenes on how they sketch the set and how yeah. they sketch the monster and the evolution of the monster and the evolution of the set and then comparing those sketches to the kind of the what you see in the movie and why it's done the way it's done. Right. Like, I love that stuff. And that's just, it's not, it's not a criticism of this movie. It's a criticism of Blu-rays and 4k in general. They just don't put that stuff in there. And it's very cool to see. It's, it's, it's awesome to see these hand-drawn sketches being converted into real deals. Del Toro is a master at that. He has a sketchbook and he's always drawing. And he paid 
to build the creature, the first version of the creature. Yeah. Because he wanted to see what it looked like on his terms. And they actually used some of the sets from the television show The Strain when it wasn't in production. Which is how they got it a little cheaper yeah. to make the movie. Well, sure. Which I thought was cool. I mean, I, you know he put up a substantial Did you ever of money. watch The Strain? I never got into The no. Strain. It was like the one of the few Del Toro projects. I, you know, I watched, like, I think two episodes and I was out. The characters were so dunderheaded. So, I mean, he's he's the sole... Well, I shouldn't say that. He's, there's two producers. He wrote it. He wrote the screenplay. He did the story. He directed it. He produced it. It's his movie. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, is it the Academy Award winner for Best Picture? Okay, we talked about this beforehand, yep. and I said I liked this movie. I didn't think it was necessarily the best picture. Right now, the challenge is they have ten movies in this category. Right. Do I think it wins it on originality? Yeah, I do. Do I think it wins it on overall? I think Dunkirk probably was punished because. It's a historical retelling. Right. And they're not really, you know, like, what are you doing there, you know? It's not as dramatic as some of the other movies. I think three billboards um, could have won. won there. Yeah. I mean, I don't fault them for picking this as best movie. It's just, it, it, didn't, it didn't have the, like, blow you away effect. I don't know this, but has a monster movie ever won an Academy Award? Oh, I'm I don't sh- think so. I mean... I don't think so. King Kong, maybe? No. I'm talking about Best Picture Academy Award. I don't Mm. think so. This might be a first. Well, he's only, what did they say? He's only like the second Mexican-born director to win Best Director. Bird. Michael Keaton's movie won, too, right? Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. That was another Mexican-born director. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, So that was cool. I mean, in general, it's a cool movie. It's definitely like a fun movie. Right. Um, You know, the apartment is above a movie theater. Which is great. Which is cool. I mean, you know, the the, the cars are cool. The colors are great in this movie. Um, Just saturated beyond belief. The acting is is just ridiculous. Yep. It's just good stuff. And, you know, listen, for Sally Hawkins to be mute, yeah, she did that's pretty har- great. That's hard to yeah, act through. Yeah. So, you know, all in all. And there's a dance scene. There's a musical number. Yeah, that was a little out there. That's okay. the one part where I was like, okay, yeah. I know we're suspending. And the whole movie is suspending belief. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. Um, yeah, I give this an A. Oh, yeah. Solid A. Yeah, okay. for sure. This is something. Uh, if it, You need to see it. It's not scary. I know it's rated R. It's rated R for the nudity. Nudity, right. Um, and there's a little bit of blood, in, in, you know, here and there. There's some there's some moments of Del Toro Guillermo Del Toro violence. Yes. Couple of great moments. Yes. We'll leave it that at that. You will just wince. Okay. You got anything else to say about this no, one? No, it's brilliant. All right. When we come back, you're gonna talk about uh, the last Jedi Extras. Extras, and then we'll jump into the disaster artist. Sure. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news twenty four hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yeah, what about it? Did you? Did, how many times did you rewatch it? I've watched it four times since I got the disc. Once just for pure Once joy? Once for pure joy to see how it looked in 4K. 
And oh, spectacular. Okay. Disney's got this down, man. They are they they but got why aren't they doing it with all the other movies? You you mean repackaging and sending Yeah. Them? I don't know. They've gotta have cost the mass. money. But like think about Marvel, man. Original Iron Man, all those movies, put them out in four K. Oh yeah, for sure. Why not? The 4K is really 4K in this movie, which is great. Right. Because they took it from the, the source material that was 4K. So that's awesome. Um, Do you think everybody's shooting at 6K now? You know, some filmmakers love film stock. Well, I know that uh, Christopher Nolan does. Oh, yeah. but um, And so does Tarantino. This film was shot in 35mm, IMAX, 65mm, and digital. So the, there were different scenes for different... Right, right, right. Yeah, because... Um, I mean, but they do that with a lot of movies now with IMAX. Like um, yeah. The Dark Knight, they did that. Where, like, that opening scene... Or, um, yeah. Right. The, where, they're, where they're coming in on the zip line over the bank. That's shot in IMAX. Right. And it goes from... On your TV from 178 to 239. But apparently back. now, they've got this rig where you can put all three cameras on one rig. Hmm. It's expensive, right? Because you're literally shooting, you're burning through film right. and multiple hard drives, right? But you can shoot with 35 millimeter IMAX and simultaneously HD simultaneously. Wow! Yeah, it's awesome. And of course, it's in Dolby Atmos, so you can appreciate John Williams' score again. Mm-hmm. The last time you'll hear John Williams. No way. Is he going to do nine? He has to. Of course, he. I will. thought he said he was done. No, no, I think way. nine is his last well, one, and, yeah, and then um, one. and then the guy that did uh, Star Trek is is taking over. Really? Yeah. Um, extras. So, <laughs> I do get an optional commentary track. Thank you from Rain. Yeah, Rain Johnson. So he talks a lot about all the minutia on the set, which is is something a nerd like me loves. Um. Did you know that he actually stomped on Kylo Ren's helmet to completely destroy it during the scene in the elevator? He used an X-Wing door as the entrance to Luke's hut. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. Fisher ad-libbed the line about her hair during the emotional meeting between her and Leia. Hmm. So I thought that was cool. Um, did you know that, that John Williams redoes the opening crawl theme for every movie and slightly changes it? Really? Really. That's strange. But it's cool. All right, so you get that with all those crazy tidbits. Then you get a 95-minute long look at the production. (laughs) Do I win? You won. Thank you. Awesome. Is it a gift certificate? No. Ah. Um, So every cast character that you could think of and all of the, the tech people are on board to talk about this stuff. And it's great, and it follows, it's a camera that follows him around mm-hmm. as they're shooting it, which, which doesn't happen very often. No, um, because it's expensive. Because it's expensive to do. So you, what you get, though, is you get moments like uh, Mark Hamill meeting Frank Oz as he's practicing as, for Yoda, mm-hmm. which is just, as a geek, awesome. How old is Frank Oz? He's pretty old. 60s, late 60s, maybe? I don't know. He's still good. Really? Oh, yeah. And he was working the puppet, which was great. That's awesome. Um, you get to see 
the director tell Mark Hamill the name of the movie for the first time. It's great. You also get to hear Mark Hamill complaining about he didn't like the way the character was conceived for, for Luke, oh, the which very... has caused a lot of problems in the press, which he says since retracted and said he... something to the effect of they should have never shown that because that's really not what this movie's about. You know, you, you go on a, an artistic journey and you look at what the character is and you get through the entire movie and then reflect on what it is. While they shot him in the middle of the movie, you know, going, I don't like the way Luke's going to play out here. So mm. that was kind of weird. But okay, it's a great, great, great thing. There's 14 deleted scenes and basically... Well, there's one that everybody's been talking about, which is Luke on the Millennium Falcon. Well, that's in the movie. He's yeah. not in the Millennium Falcon, is he? In the movie, yeah. He walks aboard the Millennium Falcon and sits down and looks at the dice. Oh, yeah, okay. There's one with with Ray on the island um, getting pranked by Luke. Yeah, you know what it was now? It wasn't that one, sorry. It was Luke um, having a vigil for Han Solo. I didn't see that. They claimed that was supposed to be on the extras. Okay, I didn't see it. Um. There, the extra does have Finn meeting uh, Tom Hardy as a stormtrooper and getting hey, slapped in the butt. See, I told you about that one. Yeah. And I believe a couple of the princes are stormtroopers, too, on this. Well, yeah, they were cut. They were cut. Yeah, uh, Prince Harry and Prince William. And then you get another 48 minutes of stuff, the best of the bunch being Snoke, um, Andy Serkis performing Snoke on the set mm-hmm. in his bodysuit. So you can see what his performance was, which was pretty great. Do you think he has, like, you remember DuckTales? Do you think that, like, Uncle Scrooge's, like, money pit? Do you think he has that? That dude is Andy? Yeah. Once he did Gollum, he was pretty much set. I mean, he's And then he did Planet of the Apes? Everything. And then, yeah, well, he he did, um, what's the movie he's in where he, where he's actually not in a suit? He's a bad guy. Oh, uh. Black Panther. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Be, it's crazy. Good for him. He's a short, weird-looking dude. It works for me. I love it. Yeah. I mean, but he's got to be rolling in it, man. Yeah. You think? got to be. That's hard work. I'd be interested to see what the budget is for a film like this and who gets the cash. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think about like a film like this, the cast is pretty defined, right? right. But in like Avengers... Let's just keep throwing more right. super... Right, right. Pretty soon it's going to cost him a billion dollars just, just for in the payroll. Actors. Yeah, just right. in payroll. Yeah, I know. That's true. I, I can't wait. I don't know what that movie's costing. It must be online already, the Avengers movie. Oh, it's got to be six, um, seven hundred million dollars? No. Get out of here. I bet it's going to be the most expensive movie made because, just because of the no, payroll. I think Justice League was the most expensive movie ever made. Anyway... Um, I recommend getting the 4K on this and blaring it on your 4K and watching this movie over and over and over again because it's really fun. Unless you live in an apartment building and you have neighbors, in which case... No, you can't do that. You can't if do you that. have a single-family home, yes. then you can do that. Yes. Um, so despite all the grumblings from my fellow Star Wars fans, uh, look, I'm sorry. I still have all my Bantha tracks on the shelf, so I've got some cred here. It's a good movie. Period. I got Luke's coat from Empire Strikes Back hanging in my closet. Not the original, but it's still Luke's coat. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> there. A, A. Yeah, okay. A. So here's the question. Is it better than Rogue One? Is it better than Rogue One? You know, I really liked Rogue One. I know, and people hated that movie. Yeah. A lot. I mean, the only thing that sucked for me in that movie was the, the Princess Leia CGI. That was bad. That was a little weird. That was bad. I like this movie better because it's more uplifting. Rogue was brutal. There's just a lot of death and destruction in that movie. Well, they claim that they're going to figure out a way to resurrect him. Okay. That's stupid, but... Speaking of resurrecting, the worst movie of the year... No, it was the worst movie ever made. Ever made. Yeah, it's so bad it's good. The Room. The Room. Not to be confused with the Academy Award winning Room, room. which I did, and an editor ran into my office and screamed, What are you doing? Change it! I referenced The Room... Instead of, I referenced the room instead, instead of, of room. room. Oh, yeah, whoops. Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, so I watched The Disaster Artist twice. The first time I fell asleep. Twice. The first time I fell asleep. <laughs> so did my son. The second time I powered through it, and I will say it is quite the slow burn. Oh. Um, Franco is, uh, Dave Franco is great in the movie as Wiseau's sort of friend slash fellow actor uh, who um, co-starred in, in The Room. Okay. J- uh, James Franco is fine, but I really grow tired of listening to Tommy Wiseau talk, even when it's Tommy Wiseau. So that wasn't that great. Uh, Seth Rogen is in this. He's probably, for me, made the movie because at least... He, and he's, he's very straight. Why He's, is Seth Rogen in this movie? Seth Rogen is the script supervisor okay. for The Room and is has done like 300 movies and he's playing this guy Sandy um who is the script supervisor for the for the movie and you've got a lot of um you have a lot of people that Rogen's worked with um like Josh Hutchinson who was in Hunger Games he's in it I, I'm sorry I stand corrected Infinity Wars has a budget of a billion dollars. <laughs> They're gonna have to make two billion. How are they gonna do this? Gonna How be, are they gonna, gonna do be, this? You think maybe it's between two movies, the two movies? It would be easier to budget it that way, wouldn't it? Oh, Just saying, you know, we're gonna pay you up front. Think about how many people are in that movie, though. It's like twenty people. Budget in that movie. for both movies is a whopping one billion. Okay. So, so that's five, more reasonable. Five hundred mil per. That's much more reasonable. All right. You're gonna spend five hundred million. Well let's just say that um Tommy Wiseau put in probably six million dollars of his own money, bought the camp How did he get six million dollars? Well nobody knows okay. who he is. He claims he's from New Orleans, but he's clearly not. He's Middle Eastern of some kind. <clears throat> he's probably a prince. Um, but what he ne- he's he's rich beyond. Okay. But nobody knows where his money comes from. He to this day will not admit it. He won't admit his age. Wow. Although he's clearly in his fifties, he will not admit his age. But he put up. Has, his own- has he exhausted his fifteen minutes? Are we well, done with this, this guy? This movie brought him back, unfortunately. Whew, boy. And um, he bought the cameras, and he used a production studio's sort of. Uh, sets to do the work. Um, you know how many really good filmmakers would die for six million dollars? He could probably make really good movies. And they claim he's made his money back between uh, because he's been playing for fifteen years. 
to sold out showings at midnight. Oh man! This and and this thing sort of brought it over to the finish line. So he's made his money back. Do they have the movie as an extra? So what they do is at the end when they roll credits, is they will put the scene from the room, yeah, and the scene from the disaster artist side by side. Okay. And they are pretty damn close. That's funny. I mean, the set dressings are identical. The clothing is identical. It's maybe a little bit slower uh, in the 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 disaster artist, right? In in the way they're doing it, because obviously they're using like real actors yeah. and dramatic effect, right? But it's pretty damn close. I mean, it's pretty in, impressive. Listen, at the end of it, it basically, he, he has the premiere. Everyone sort of laughs at it. He gets really upset because he doesn't understand why people are laughing. His his cohort says, listen, man, listen to these people. They're laughing. They love it. Like, go in there and embrace it. And he's like, hey, I made a comedy. Right. Um, but it was sort of like, uh, I think with the way I can best describe it is it seemed like a love story for people who love the room and nothing more. <laughs> well, that's a pretty niche audience. Yeah, I mean, I sort of expected it for all the buzz and the hype that it had. I sort of expected it to right to do something maybe that I shouldn't have expected. Right. Um as I said, Rogan was really good in it. He was very straight. Um not, you know, didn't play a stoner or anything like that, just a straight actor. Um there's a scene where they all are like going to cash their checks and they're confident that they're going to bounce and they all clear. Right. And they put up with a lot of Wiseau's nonsense. I mean, he fires people and then rehires them. And and James Franco is Wiseau. He's Tommy Wiseau. Right. Wiseau. Um, there is a scene where he's supposed to uh, be having sex with a a, a, a female acquaintance, and he, uh, Franco's wearing the 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 sock that they give you as actors when you're doing nude scenes. They're showing him like walking around, like kind of sticking it in everyone's face, which apparently Wiseau did. And then like he gets on top of her and they're like, you're not even in the right spot. And he's just like, shut up. And they're like, you don't have to do this. We can cover you up. He's like, no, I want people to see me. Like it just really not a good actor. Right. And, but also the director and just did really stupid things and ticked a lot of people off. But they all showed up because they wanted to see the train wreck yeah. that it was, and then they ended up all laughing at it. They thought it was hilarious. So okay, I don't know. I mean, it was featurettes. Anything? Did you even look? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Right. It's, it's just wait. They had a commentary track, didn't they? Yeah, with Franco with Franco. Yeah, so that must have been this bunch of guys hanging out laughing. I, no, right? they were all gushing about the room. And how, and then, and, and like Franco kept saying, oh, I'm like Dami, you know, he would just like constantly go in and out of the, the accent. It's fine. I just don't really like Tommy Wiseau very much. <laughs> so okay. like, it's just not like, it's hard to understand. And like he, when he would show up with Franco and do all the press junkets, he was yeah. really annoying. Right. And he seemed to annoy the snot out of Franco. So like, it was hard, That's funny, hard to deal with that. Right. Uh, you know. It's like a B for me. Uh, for Didn't all the, they like ignore him at some yeah, awards for the Oscars, show? For the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably, he was, he had won pretty much everything as best actor up straight through. And then he had some, a couple women claimed sexual misconduct with him. Right. And he was nominated, but did not win. Right. 
Okay. And I don't think he won either. And and that's I think one of the reasons the movie didn't win. Right. It just I mean honestly, it probably shouldn't have won anyway. Right. Um fair enough. I think if you like the room and you're into it and like you're into that kind of thing, this is probably great coming to it having seen the room once and being like, "Ugh, this was terrible." Again, it was a rough watch and then going back and sort of watching the process of how it was made just made right. it that much harder. Okay. But Fair enough. Yeah, whatever. B, C, A. I said B. 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 Okay. I mean, it's okay. All right. But I did fall asleep the first time, so what are you going to do? Maybe I was tired. Who knows? I don't know. My kid fell asleep. Yeah. He likes James Franco. He's hey a man, big fan. I love Franco. I love I love Rogan. Love so, those movies. Yeah. I think they're great. They make them for cheap, and they're pretty, de- they're pretty damn funny, but this one didn't have it for me, so I don't know. So what are we doing next week? What do you got? Anything good? Oh, I've. You're doing Far Cry, right? Yeah, my. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, isn't that great? That's your dryer, right? Yeah, that's my dryer. You can tell we're in the basement working. <laughs> we we could talk about Far Cry Five. Hopefully, I'll have like 20 hours in on this game. Okay. You know, I love video games, but the process of reviewing a video game now is is really hard, because I can watch a movie and all the featurettes and in, do a review fairly quickly on it. But when you play a video game now, mm-hmm. these games are just really full of stuff. You know, it's almost like that. it would be nice if they would kind of give you, you know, like a warp level to kind of jump ahead. Yeah, and, and figure and, out what's going on. You know, or or even, you know, give you like a uh, the ability to do like a fast-tracked version of the game. Right. I mean, I'm like, I got I got a reviewer's guide and it helps, but I got into about four hours on this game and all of a sudden... Everything opened up. Yeah. So now I have like fifty submissions to choose from. I, I'm just like wandering all over the place. I, I can't wait to talk about this game. That's. I mean, that's that's sort of my one concern when they come out with these games and they're super popular and people play them. The problem is, is all the worlds are stored on servers, and eventually those servers have to go offline when these games become obsolete. Right. And you invest a lot of time and energy into these games. Man. What happens? They just gone. Yeah. Poof, just disappeared. I will it's say, fun. as a video game aficionado, so I was at the Nintendo store in New York, Yeah, and uh, they had a Game Boy that was blown up in Iraq, and it still works. I saw that photo. Yeah. Very cool. It was really cool. That's right. They had all every Nintendo product that they've ever made, and some of them I forgot about. Do you remember the Super Nintendo, the Super Scope? It was no. like It was like an RPG-style scope that you would use to shoot at things. I have one of those. You have a Super Scope? I do. That's awesome. Now that I know about it, yep. I remember it. And then, obviously, they had the Nintendo gun from Duck Hunt. Yes. But then they had... Yeah. There was, I, did, I guess I didn't realize there were literally like 30 different versions of the Game Boy. They had all those. They had like the original Nintendo stuff pre-NES. Wow. That's uh, like pretty cool. Like the little cool. like handheld... Yeah. Like, yeah. just single games. It was really cool. It was, like, definitely a nostalgia. Did you guys buy anything while you were there? No. no. But I will say... The As music, your kids walked the, in and salivated The for music minutes. that was playing was all from old Nintendo games. Oh, of course. F-Zero was playing yeah. in the background. I was like, oh, come on, That's man. That's awesome. It was great. It was really cool. What do I have next week? You, you got enough in you to watch Legion? I can watch some Legion. Pops them over. I can watch some Legion. It's a great show. It's about an X-Man mutant, and it's awesome. You want to watch Up in Smoke, the 40th anniversary? 
Adrian, it, is, let me just say, if is, you is if it you, any different than the original? Because I've, I've if you enjoyed it. the room, you'll really enjoy Up and Smoke, dude. Cheech and Chong's <laughs> Up and Smoke played on Comedy Central probably 150 times it when I was in college. Probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Was, and was watching that, these guys justify it for 40 years, like celebrating but some. Was, was that the first one? It was the first one. Because then what was Stacy Keach? Yes. Chasing them, and they're in a pot mobile, <laughs> and it was smoking. The entire... And it was smoking the entire time. And then they did Cheech and Chong. Oh man, I don't know. There's like four of them, right? It no, there were like eight. Is there eight? I just remember watching Up and Smoke on Comedy Central, and it was almost as bad as like Police Academy, which so doesn't anyway, hold up. I feel like I can watch Doctor Detroit too. I just got that one. Have you ever seen Doctor Detroit with uh, Dan Aykroyd? Mm, no, I watched Detroit. Which no, Doctor Detroit's comedy. Uh, all right, maybe we'll do is that. Is that an too. old one? It's an old one. Doctor Detroit. Shout Factory just released it again. Okay, so we'll yeah, see. We've got stuff. We got nostalgia. Well, we'll get nostalgia. into nostalgia because that's what everybody wants these days, man. Roseanne's number one. Hey, don't bust on that show. I watched it. I never watched TV. Did sitcoms. you like it? I liked it. They had the original Becky. Both of them. And then the other Becky. The other Becky, who's not Becky. And DJ, who's a big dude now. Yeah. So. And then and then and, a Jonathan Libnicki or not. What? Not Libnicki. Who's, who's Becky's boyfriend? So he's now on Big Bang Theory. I know who you're talking about. Well, he's coming back. Is he? Yeah. For uh, like one or two episodes. Okay. Without giving anything Darlene away, is awesome. Could, without giving anything away, because I haven't watched it, how do they address Dan's death? It, it's it, it, the opening scene is done. Oh, they they the end of the the end of Roseanne had her becoming an author. She wrote like a bunch of stuff uh-huh. about her life and yeah. everything. And then they basically blow it off as her it being part of a book. Okay. Because I know that they had talked about that he had skipped town and was gambling in Vegas for like 15 years. No, that they were no, do no, something no, no. Like that. And he, he, his first shot of him is he wakes up next to her and he's wearing one of those. A CPAP. Yeah, those masks. So he's fine. Hey, man. And he's funny. He'll always, he's Goodman. He'll always be Walter. He's a good, good, funny actor. And he's a good dramatic actor. Right? That Cloverfield it, it, film was it awesome. Is, it is weird to see him back on TV for the stuff he's doing yeah, right now. Right. Because he's hitting it on all he's, cylinders. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And uh, I still think one of the best movies I saw him in was Fallen with Denzel Washington. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I did. And yeah. he, he's like his partner. Yeah. And when he gets, uh, or he, you know, this demon possesses him. And he's like walking around the way he's walking with the swagger. I was like, "Oh, dude, come on, man." Good. He's also Walter from Big Lebowski. Yeah, you can't go wrong. They actually had him do do Walter on one of the late night shows. Did he? Yeah. He he was. He, they were like, "Can Walter give Trump some advice?" <laughs> it was pretty funny. Anyway, don't care about the politics. I like Roseanne. It's funny. Oh yeah, so, she's she's pro, really pro she's Trump, pro, and her sister is pro Hillary. So that really sets up a great, great subplot in this show. But what about Dan? Is he anything? Does he care less? Could care less. Could care less. Yeah. It's good. I love how they've been bringing him out on the on the original couch on all the talk shows. 
They like oh, that's right. They put Roseanne and Dan on the couch and they wheel the couch out. Funny. It's hilarious. Okay. All right. That's all Thanks. I got. Yep. Good times, man. Good good times. That's a different show. Yeah. It, I don't think that one's coming back. Not yet. No. Give it time. Yep. <laughs>